And now, the boys on the hill, it's just Ralph Jeezy today, y'all. And we have a special guest. We have the head coach from Savannah State University, Coach Carlton Hardy. And we want to welcome Coach Hardy to the show. Good morning, Coach. How you doing? Good morning, Ralph. How you doing this morning? I'm doing well. I'm doing good. I just want to thank you for coming on with us. Um, been a, following you all all season. Um, just been a big fan of you all. You've gained a fan in me um, for your program, Coach. Appreciate um, you. Just want to get into it this morning. Um, Coach, um, right now they're in the midst of a 12-game win streak this season, which is the longest in Division II baseball. They're 27 and six with an incredible record of 23 and one in conference in the SIC. They head into a non-conference game this afternoon with Voorhees College before a double, um, not a doubleheader, with a weekend series that they will have with Edward Waters this weekend. Um, Coach, just give us a little. How how do you feel your season is going so far? Um, the record indicates that uh, we're doing well. Uh, the coach in me still feels like there's things that we need to work on. Um, I honestly feel we haven't played our A game yet, um, but we're finding ways to win. The kids are competing tremendously. Uh, they're having fun, and that's uh, that's half the battle there. All right, so I, I noticed um, that you all transitioned back from Division One. Uh, from the MEAC in 2019. How has how that transition back down from Division One back to D2? How has that kind of transition the program? Have you been there for all those years and you transition back down? How has how that helped or hindered the program in any way? I don't think it's hindered it. Um, I, I believe the alums um, of the when the when the school was in the SIC, so our uh, our alums during that time, uh, they enjoyed the the competition or the teams that okay. we play um, in the conference. Um, most of my player, actually, all of my players that are on the current roster were not Division One players. They've all been okay. Division Two, so uh, I don't think it's affected them that much. Um, we get a chance to play baseball. Um, the kids get a chance to attend a historic university, uh, get a great education, and have fun while doing it. Okay, okay. Now, you've been at Savannah State since 2006. How, yes, did, you get, how did you get to Savannah? Can you give us some of your backstory, Coach? Good question. So um, I'm working in Michigan at a Division three school called Olivet College. Okay. Um, and I have in-laws who are in Birmingham, Alabama. And I believe 2005, um, it really hit me. Um, we drove down uh, with my son, who was, I think, three or four at the time. And we have no family in Michigan. And so okay. we drove down to Birmingham and spent Thanksgiving week, uh, about three or four days uh, with the in-law and the family. Um, I just saw the joy in my wife's eyes. Um, I saw the joy in my son's eyes, my father-in-law, mother-in-law, that they enjoyed having us down there. And I said, well, I need to try to find a way to get down south. Um, I tell people my profession has, has led me on a journey from Louisiana to Michigan, Alabama, and now down to Georgia. 
uh, and I was um, fortunate that uh, a, a gentleman who was with Black College Baseball, um, I can't think of his name off the top of his head, but he's originally from Coppin State. He informed okay. me that, hey, they may be making a decision. Uh, I put my name in a hat, and I was fortunate that Tony O'Neill, the AD at the time, um, and the president hired me. Um, and every year, everyone is like, well, when are you leaving? When are you leaving? Uh, my family's here. We're enjoying ourselves. We love the city of Savannah. Um, and during that time, I was fortunate that I got the job. Uh, I arrived January 4th, and our first game was January 27th. 2006 and so uh i had about two or three weeks to try to get a team going and uh, i think we had some success that first year and savannah state is always known um to have success in baseball so it's just me trying to uh extend the uh what's the word i want to use extend the ability to compete at a high level here at savannah state okay um so since you've been at savannah um, I just want to go back to some of those MEAC days. What was it like competing in the MEAC against some of those good FAMU and Bethune and Coppin State teams? Competitive, 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 competitive. Um, really good conference at the time. Um, you know, we would have loved to stay in it. However, we're happy where we are now in the SIC. Um, every weekend playing against those teams, both home and away. Uh, good coaching, um, competitive atmosphere, a lot of fan support, um, really good baseball in the MEAC. Yeah, I, and I think that gets overshadowed now because they only have four teams in. But North, um, and with A&T leaving, it also kind of affected them a little bit. But um, I had a high school, he wasn't my teammate, he was older than me, but he actually played at Howard. Oh, okay. um, so that was my first experience with the MEAC. Um, because um, traditionally, my home I'm from Mississippi, so a lot of guys from my hometown have played at um, Alcorn, Jackson State, Valley. Um, so when he went to the MEAC, that was like new exposure for all of us from a small town in the Mississippi Delta, and that kind of gave me the, the mindset to say, okay, kind of branch out a little bit to yeah. see what else is out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. So going into the season with the team that you have, what was your mindset when you went into building this team this year, coach? Um my mindset every year is that uh we're gonna try to get the best student athletes we can and coaching them up the best we can. Our philosophy is that um, you know, we want to be strong pitching and defense. That's since I've been coaching. Um that if we can, you know, throw strikes um, and make plays on defense, we give ourselves a great chance to be successful. Um, as I tell our hitters, hitters hit. So, um, you know, with with the scholarship numbers the way they are, we target most of our resources in the pitching. Um, and then we've been fortunate um, – I don't want to get into numbers, but we, we've been fortunate with the guys in our lineup. They have been consistently swinging the bat um, pretty much from day one. And things are starting to come together. Um, I see a different um, atmosphere in practice. Uh, again, kids are enjoying themselves. They're enjoying each other. They're spending more time with each other. Um, and our motto is just to go 1-0 and every day. 
Right. Yeah, I will agree with you, Coach. You have three dynamic starters um, on the weekend. And I had the opportunity to see two of them pitch. I haven't had a chance to see Mr. Schwartz, but I was really impressed with Mr. Santiago and Mr. Pillar. Um, how did you – I know people always say, well, how did you find those guys, Coach? Um, I've been in the business for a while, and uh, I know some people. Uh, COVID kind of limited us with uh, – but going out and recruit. And so a couple of friends of mine uh, gave me some heads up on some kids. And uh, I had an opportunity to go down there and see them play. Um, and Rico's been with us for a good little while since he's been here. So uh, I know every year we go into the season, you know, how many wins do we have returning? Uh, we didn't have a lot, but all of these young men that are in our staff are younger guys so they have a okay a good year or two years left if i don't lose them to the draft gotcha gotcha now your lineup is deep coach you start off at the top with joe smith next to champion down to cameron mr franklin gabriel how how do you try to keep all of those guys just like you know in the frame of mindset to just go out there and compete every day and just keep them humble and not over, you know the emotional roller coaster with baseball, with the highs and the lows. How do you just try to keep everybody with the success that you've been having just to keep them hungry and focused? We try to stay consistent with our approach, uh, things we do in practice. Um, we work on all aspects of hitting. I tell them it, it doesn't matter the weather, uh, the other guy on the mound, we can always find ways to score runs. Um, it's not about getting hits. It's about touching home plate. Uh, in the process of touching home plate, these guys have swung the bat pretty well. Um, I, I think it's a competition amongst themselves uh, because everyone is trying to help the team and also do better than the other guy. I hear them talking about like, hey, you know, I banged out three hits. Well, then I got to get three hits the next day. All right. I got two RBIs. Well, I have to get two RBIs. And uh, I think everyone really, really just, they love each other. They like being around each other and they like playing with each other. And I think that's manifested itself in the record that we currently have. That's wonderful coach. Um, I'm kind of jumping ahead, jumping around on my questions because my brain kind of worked like that. I had a list of questions that I wanted to ask, but I'm a baseball guy and I'm a parent as well. Mm -hmm. If my son is interested in Savannah State, what's the recruiting pitch, Coach? Um, good question. So I have a real long one and I have a real short one. I'll try to give you the short version. Um, I can talk about baseball all day, and that's what I tell every recruit that walks into the office or I have a chance to speak to. Um, you know, I'm a player's coach. I'm not that far removed uh, from actually being in the seat that they're in. Um, you're going to come in here and get a quality education um, and we're going to coach baseball. So I always tell the guys like, you know, me, it's about practice that that's what I live for. That's what I wake up in the morning for. I was so excited to um, that you invited me onto your podcast that um even though we had a game later on this afternoon, I wanted to get in here and 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 log on and, and have an opportunity to speak to you and actually speak to all your subscribers that uh, watch your podcast. And hopefully 
we'll get more people involved because uh, I'm going to definitely spread the word about uh, what you're doing here for Black College Baseball. Um, that you know we're gonna we're gonna coach you hard in practice, but if you ever had an opportunity to see us play, you wouldn't know I was a head coach. Uh, and I tell them because it's not about me; it's about you guys. It's about me uh, instilling some type of discipline. Uh, the things that I think are going to make you successful, uh, the tools that I'll try to put in your toolbox and then try to coach you up when to use your tools. And, wh and what do I mean by that? You know, everyone hits or everyone swings the bat. You know, we teach them how to hit, how to move guys over, how to drag bunt, push bunt, hit and run, drive guys in from third, less than two outs. Pitching, you know, not necessarily develop certain pitches, but, you know, how to attack hitters, what to look for. And then we allow you during the course of the game to actually showcase your skills. Um, and so it's worked out pretty well for the my career. Um, and it's working well with this current team here. Right, well, we know the show is about baseball, Coach, but we're going to also give you the opportunity to promote the academics of Savannah State. What are some of the academic programs that are offered? We have numerous academic programs. Um, some of our signature um, academic programs is Homeland Security. Okay. Uh, marine biology is really big. Um, our business department is, um, uh, they, they encourage students to dress a certain way on Wednesday. So I'll have young men who will come into the locker room and uh, they'll have a suit on and, or they'll hang a suit up in their locker uh, when they get out of the practice at six o'clock, they have to go to class, but they have to dress a certain way uh, to attend class. I think that's really impressive. Um, the student uh, to teacher ratio is about 15 to one. We actually have professors teaching the class and so we don't have students teaching the class. Um, our kids do well in the classroom. It's, it's mandatory that they do well in the classroom. And I, I do a, I actually handle our own study hall for our program um, and some different things that uh, the young men have to do. Uh, one thing that impresses me about the young men who attend Savannah State, their first year, they're required to be in study hall. And they have to do so many hours and meet with me so many times. Um, and if they reach a certain GPA, they can become exempt. Well, what impresses me a year after they finish, even juniors and seniors, they'll periodically come in a study hall and I'm like, Hey, you know, you're exempt. Like, well, no, this is a good place that I can, you know, get my work in. And, and so that's great. The young guys see that, that older guys, it's not like a punishment. This is actually something that's going to help you be successful in your um, four or five years here at the university. So um, I, I think what we're doing here is good uh, with the direction of our president, Dr. Ballard, and our athletics director, uh, Mr. Opio Mashariki, allowing me the opportunity to mentor these young men, the parents out there, allowing me the opportunity to take care of their young man while they're here at Savannah State with me and the coaching staff. Um, we're excited. I think, uh, again, get a quality education here. And I tell you, you know, you're going to become a champion, whether it be on the field or in the classroom. I, I like that statement, Coach, of, you're going to be a champion, whether it's on the field, in the classroom. Um, me also being an HBCU alum, that that part of it was big for us um, as well. Do you feel like you're more 
being in HBCUs, sometimes I feel like it's more family oriented than just it being about the athletics or the sports when it comes to the teams. Do you do you feel like sometimes you have a like a role as a father sometimes to your players? Or I does do. it kind of just organically develop? Um it, it develops, but when they walk in from day one, um, you know, I have some people um, out in the community, uh, you're a baseball coach, so you practice at three o'clock. So what do you do up until three o'clock? Uh, so I'm a father figure. I'm a, a fireman. I have to put out so many fires a day. Um, I'm a counselor. I'm a a director of operations. I'm a finance manager. Um, I'm a relationship ex- expert. Um, you know, there's so many different things that a, a head coach at a black college must. I don't want to use the word phrase deal with because it's not dealing with because this is something I love that we encounter that we impact the young men lives every day. And it's not just on a baseball fit at three o'clock for us. Um, my phone stays on. I, you know, I, I, I do have kids. I have a, I have a young man in, in college now, but it stays on. And, you know, I tell people, Hey, you know, call me anytime. You call me at 10 o'clock at night, but my phone stays on. It's not on vibrate because I have to answer that, that phone call because I have to be there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for the young man that I am in charge of making sure as they tell their parents they're away from home i'm going to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do to be successful both on and off the field specifically off the field because i think on the field will take care of itself that's the one reason why they came to savannah state um so um i mean just it's just all of the above it's just something that that I'm in charge of doing. I love doing it. Um, again, I wake up in the morning. Uh, I see the phone. I get nervous. Anytime my phone rings after nine o'clock, I get nervous because like, oh, what happened? What happened? Uh, but sometimes the kids just want to talk um, and I have to be there for them. And, and I love to be there for them. And that's every kid that's walked in my program. I, I, I feel so much joy when I when I get messages from four or five years later, there's a young man who just texted me. Um, I coached him about seven years ago and he just became a partner in a law firm. He has two kids. Um, he's married, uh, some other stuff. And he texted me, it's just out of the blue and thanked me for the things I did for him while he was in school. He said he didn't understand it, but now that he's a father, He's taken some of the phrases, some of the things that we've done here at Savannah State, and he's transitioned that to his life out in quote unquote real world. I mean that that touched me more than winning a game, a, a conference championship. That that message that he sent me. Well, you you answered my my next question because <laughs> that was I was just about to ask you. Um, with it, does seeing those type of examples from the young men that years later coming back saying how much you've impacted their life. Um, <laughs> wow, you asked the question already, Coach. Oh, man. Okay. Um, playing in the SIAC, um, can you give us, like, a little bit deeper insight into the conference as a whole? Um, you know, I tell people all the time, it, it, 
when you when you're playing a conference game, it's a little bit different than playing a non-conference game. I, I don't care if you're playing a number one team in the country. If we go out and play one of the members of our conference, uh, especially at their place, it's going to be a hostile environment, a hostile environment that they're going to have supporters out there supporting the team, regardless of their record. Um, and it's not just family members. It's their peers on campus. It's the fraternities. It's the sororities. Um, you, you know, in basketball, the band comes out. Uh, they don't necessarily come out for for baseball games, but we do have band members that come to our baseball game. They're not, they don't bring their instruments, but they're to, they're to support their fellow students. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it happens at other places we play um, within the conference. Um, and every game is a challenge and every game I'm nervous. Um, regardless of the record, it's a conference game. It's us against you and may the best man win. And then after we're going to, you know, appreciate that brotherhood and, you know, shake and dap guys up and wish them the best and uh, come back either the next day or move on to the next weekend to play another conference opponent. Uh, but I think the conference as a whole is, is really competitive. And, and again, every team we play, I know some people look at the scores of games, but I think you have to be there to, to see how competitive um the programs top to bottom are in the SIEC. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Jesse, can you give us some of the guys on your team this year that have kind of stood out for you all? That is an awesome question. So, uh, you know, a lot of people look at the – they can go on the internet, they can go on a web page, uh, they can look at a box score – and they'll see that, oh, and you mentioned some names, the Joe Smiths and the DJ Franklins, the Champion Robbins, the, the Gabriel Paxoth, the Andre Wrights, and our three starting pitchers, and they see all the things that they're doing. But, you know, the things that are not recognized, we, we had an injury. Um, our third baseman, Philip Buller, um uh, had an injury. He was out for two or three weeks. And so now what do you do? It's your arguably your best defensive player. He's a fifth year senior. He's your number five hitter. He's batting 400 at the time. What do you do? Well, we bring up a redshirt freshman and we plug him in and he's able to hold the fort while Phil's out. Now the challenging thing for me as a coach is that the young man did not do anything that would warn him to go back to being a reserve. But I think that's the depth that we have. He allowed us to still be successful. Um, some of the guys in our bullpen, um, uh, names I can, and the young man I mentioned, Desmore Joseph, um, our backup catcher, Omar Almodovar. Um, we had a, you know, a couple of catchers that wasn't able to stay with us. And so, Omar catches every bullpen. Um, he gets a chance to play periodically. But if he doesn't catch the bullpens, then our pitchers can't get ready to play in a game. So I think he needs to be recognized. Um, some of our outfitters, you know, and, and these are guys who are reserve guys that – and, and I, I'm a backup from the outfitters, but some of our pitchers who haven't had an opportunity to pitch as much because our starters have done so well. Well, when we don't have game midweek – 
we'll either play a simulated game or play a scrimmage and we'll have those guys pitch. So throughout the course of the week, our guys can get live ABs. They don't have to wait an entire week before they face another pitcher. I think that makes us so much better. And so names I can run off and I have to put on my glasses. Um, I appreciate the the Jordan Lees of the world, the Luke Sanders. These are all freshmen that don't get an opportunity to play as much. The the Gerald Toledo's, the Ricky McLeod's, uh, he's a senior actually, the Matthew Henderson's, the work that they do behind the scenes, in other words, not in the games, helps us make us a better ball club because of the sacrifices that they're making um, to be a part of the team and to be a part of a team that's that's having some success. Right. My head off to those unsung heroes, coach, because it does take everyone playing their part um, in the preparation to get prepared for a game. So um, big ups to those young men. Um, is it what what one team in the conference, whenever you match up against them, you know you got to bring your A game? I would say Savannah State. Okay. Every time we step on the field, we're competing against and and I and I don't mean to be facetious um, and I don't mean to be a smart aleck, but we compete against ourselves more than we compete. I, I tell the guys like, hey, we're not playing against a team with a name on a shirt on the front or the back. We go play the game and we gotcha. win the first pitch. We win the first out. We win an inning. And then we'll look at the end result later. So I'm more of a process guy. It's not necessarily if we take care of the business that we need to take care of. It's that if we go respect the game, run a hard 90, play the game hard, that's the biggest competition for us. And if we do that as many times as we possibly can, we're going to give ourselves a chance to be successful. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, what road trip do you look forward to the most? Whether it's for the scenery, the environment, the restaurants, the hotel. Um, so we're, we're new to the SIC. I'm new to the SIC. Um, okay. My number one road trip is to leave the office and go home and, and see the family. I understand that, Coach. Um, we're new. So it's a lot of trips we've taken that are, that are new. Uh, some are longer than others. Um, and so at this time, I can't say which one I appreciate the most. I would say the one I would definitely appreciate the most is, uh, on the way back from the NCAA world series with a championship trophy in my lap. Hey coach, that's an outstanding answer. I like that. Hey, I'm a big guy when it comes to national championships. I believe in that. You know, um, being in HBCUs, they talk about the HBCU national championships all the time. And it's also an HBCU World Series that you all participated in. Um, What was that experience like? I think it was a great experience for the kids. Um, What... um, Mr. Coker and Black College Nines, again, what they're doing for Black College Baseball. Uh, I hope that grows. Uh, I'd like to see a preseason tournament 
uh, to get some other teams involved or, or get more teams involved that may not have a chance to play in the postseason, but they can get recognized in the preseason because it's a lot of good baseball out there. You know, some teams have more baseball players than others, but, you know, every team we've played, I've looked at, I said, man, that, that young man is pretty good. Or that young man, or uh, in a couple of years, that team, if they if they stay together, they're going to be really competitive. And that's a couple of teams in our conference. Wow. So if um, I'm a freshman, a senior in high school, how do I contact you to give you my information to start the recruiting process? Great question. Um, email me at hardyc at savannahstate.edu. Uh, if you have some film available, send the film. Uh, if you have an opportunity to um, attend one of our camps, um, I encourage you to do that. Our next camp is June the 6th, I believe. That's a Sunday, the Sunday before Father's Day. Um, get in front of myself and our coaches. Uh, let us evaluate you, and uh, we can kind of go from there. And make sure that you're staying above reproach academically and socially. And for this generation, Coach, what does that exactly mean? What does that mean? Academically, I you know, I, I tell guys, so it, it's kind of tough. So parents are like, oh, we don't have any money. And I said, well, there's ways to pay for school outside of an athletic scholarship. Uh, academics is one. So I try to catch him in the ninth grade, 10th grade. If, if I can have an email conversation or some high school coaches pass along the message like, hey, do not wait till your senior year to try to improve your grades. Uh, do them as soon as possible so that you can have an opportunity. Uh, I, I told my daughter, I said, and, and, and not to brag about my daughter, she's a, a straight A student going into her second year of high school. So she's a second semester sophomore. I said, and now she's starting to get some letters from some university. I said, well, if you keep up your GPA, your options are going to be so much more. But if your GPA drops, you're going to limit your options. And that's what I would tell a student athlete. Keep your options open by doing what you're supposed to do in the classroom. What we mean socially, this is what I do. I'll go out and watch you play, and I want to see you at least two or three times, if possible. Um and I want to get there early because I want to see when do you arrive? Are you one of the first ones? Are you you arrive when everyone else? Or are you one of the last ones? Um, and then I'm trying to find students in the stands because I'm going to ask them, like, so who's the best player out here? And if you're not in the top three of the people they mention, I have to question why am I here? Because your peers know who's who's the best. And then I'll ask some some questions like, oh, so Dave is one of the best guys? Oh, okay. Does he go to class all the time? Oh, yeah, he's always in a classroom. He's in the library and it or he's always partying or he's always hanging out and doing something. You know, that's that's a check for me. That's you know, I, I can possibly check you off the list because I tell guys like if you're doing that in high school, you can't bring it here because I'm not gonna accept it. So, you know. Enjoy yourself, but, you know, you want to be characterized as a, as a young man who who's a hard worker, who takes care of the business in the classroom and doesn't get into trouble 
off the field. That's what we want here at Savannah State. And then I'm going to try to help mold you to become a better man. Uh, I think, again, baseball will take care of itself. Uh, but once you leave me, that you're going to be able to make a significant contribution in your community because of the experiences you've had here at Savannah State. Man, that's that's wonderful, Coach. It's, I'm just excited to just even be have the opportunity with you. It's just I'm a big fan of HBCU baseball because of so much of what it's done for my life and the opportunities it's given me, and it still provides me opportunities because I'm here talking to you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I really I don't want to end. I, it's a thousand questions I can ask you, but I know you have to have to get prepared. You have your your daily um, task that you have, and you also have a game to get prepared for. I tell you this, Ralph. This is the number one thing on my agenda right now. So the mo the biggest thing I'm concerned about right now is to make sure I have an opportunity to speak to you and okay. to speak to your audience. Uh, so fire away with questions that you have. All right. <clears throat> so now you you are a SWAC alum. Yes, Gremlin State, an all-conference SWAC player from your time at Gremlin State. How did your time at Gremlin State playing for Coach Ellis shape you into who you are today? Oh, man. So – Coach Ellis, uh, I still speak to him periodically. Uh, my son actually attends schools there. Uh, he tells me Coach Ellis, when he sees him, stops him periodically to to talk about um, about me when I played and my experience there. Some of the things that I still do coaching-wise is a direct reflection of the experiences I have with Coach Ellis. Um, I, I mean – just just that time. So you had the the Cators of the world at Southern and the Coachellas at Grambling and the experiences that I experienced. Like when we travel and we travel overnight, our guys must wear a shirt and tie. Now, I don't do the jackets because finances are not available, but I get that from Coach Ellis. Um, when we um, I'll, I'll make a joke. And this was what Coach Ellis would say all the time um, some younger guys or some guys are on the borderline of making a road trip. Hey, I like honey buns and diet Pepsi. Uh, <laughs> you bring that, you'll give yourself a chance to, to make a team, you know, just, we used to have guys sit in the stands during games to go track foul balls. Now we don't do that here at Savannah state, but I will reward you for going to get foul balls out. If, if 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 you've done enough offensively in practice, I'll reward you with an opportunity to get a chance to swing the bat just because you've played a role in regards to going to get foul balls for us. So, uh, you know, some of those things I've taken a coach out from Coach Ellis, not just rewarding the guys who are putting up numbers day in and day out, the people behind the scenes that, you know, I had a young man a couple years ago, um, we have to pull our batting turtle off the field on the field and we have to maneuver it in in a gate and he was like the best driver of that batting turtle i've ever seen in my life and the crazy thing is when he wasn't at practice he was late he had class he had an internship we struggled pulling that turtle on and off i rewarded him in games and gave him an inning uh gave him an opportunity to get an out because of the role that he played for us. And so, uh, again, it's not, I tell guys all the time, you know, everyone can't be, everyone can't be LeBron James, 
you know, someone has to be that guy in the corner that can knock down shots. And so I'm not only looking for the LeBron James of the world. I'm looking for the guy in that corner that can knock down that shot or the guy that will be the first guy off the bench to hand a guy a towel or dap a guy up coming off the field. I think that makes a complete team, and that's what I took from Coach Ellis. Wow. Um, what were some of your – who were some of the, the just best players that you played against in college? Whew. Man, Southern had a had a bunch. Jackson State had a bunch. Uh, the names – so there was a guy at Southern. Uh, I don't know his name, but they called him Cat Eye. He was a pitcher. He threw the ball extremely well. Um, uh, he was one of their, one of their top pitchers, a couple of guys at Jack state. One of the guys, when I was with the Phillies, he was a year above me. I can't remember his name, but I think he was a player of the year. Um, actually in a year, I thought I should have got it, but uh, he won it. Um, so, you know, I, I'm a young guy, but I'm an old guy, you know, so you're yeah. talking about 88 to 91, um, I don't know the names, but I can tell you this, Ralph. This is this is a funny story. If you go back to any SWAC school, whether it be Jackson, Gramlin, Southern, Prairie View, Texas Southern, and you ask them about Carlton Hardy today, I'm pretty sure they'll have a story about what I did at Gramlin. Okay. I'm, I'm, I know a couple of the old Jackson State guys. I'm going to go ask about you. All right. All right. I'm going to go ask. But, you know, knowing what those guys' what, um, ability level was, I can only imagine what the talent was like during that time in, in the sweat. Oh, man. It was tough. It was tough. It was tough. Jackson State was they – was, they were tough. Southern was – you know, that was our rivalry. They were tough. Um, Texas Southern going down to play in McGregor Park. Um, they had some Latino guys on that squad and, um, and I, I don't, it, it took me a couple of years of Spanish, uh, Spanish one-on-one and one-on-two to figure out what they were saying, but they're, they're, tr- they're saying in their language, you know, the location of the catcher. And we, we couldn't figure out how they knew what pitch was coming. And where yeah, we yeah. <laughs> they had ways of, and I was like, oh man, that's tough. <laughs> but, uh, a lot of things I learned playing in the swag. That's, that's great, Coach. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to transition back to your team now in the present. Um, you all have a big series coming up with Albany State. I'm not jumping ahead. I'm not jumping the Edward Water series, and I'm not jumping the Voorhead series. But um, you all seem like you've been on the collision path all season for a big series. Um, I think we we – I'm gonna talk to the boys. We're gonna do our best to be there. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, how do you feel like that Albany State team has been since you've been in the SIC? Um, they have a history. Uh, I think Coach does a really good job with his program. Um, beautiful facilities. Um, they play the game the right way. They play the game hard. Um, it's gonna be a challenge like no other. Um. Again, we're not looking ahead because our motto is to go one and zero. So we're thinking about Voorhees today, uh, and when we get to Albany State Week, 
our whole focus will be on Albany State. But it's going to be a challenge, and I think, again, every game we play is a challenge. And and we look forward to the opportunity of uh, facing off against Albany State at our place um, on Friday, April 22nd, and on Saturday, April 23rd for a three-game series. So Benedict College has a young man that is absolutely terrorizing the base pass. What is the challenge in playing in playing not only against that young man but Benedict College team as a whole? Because they just they have another young man that has like fifty stolen bases as well. They're gonna keep me up late at night during that week. Um, there, there's some there's some things that uh, during that that specific week. Um, that's one of their keys to their offense that we're gonna be we're gonna try to manage it. Uh, we're going to try to control it the best we can. Uh, but again, you know, people talk about, you know, you mentioned Albany State and uh, now you mentioned Benedict. It's week in and week out. There's a challenge. Every team in the conference brings some type of uh, aspect to the game that you must be prepared for it if you want to have a chance to be successful. So that's a challenge for us. And that's the thing that we're going to work on as a coach staff to get our guys ready for the uh, opportunity to compete against Benedict and um, some of the astounding records that uh, Coach Young is is doing over there uh, at Benedict with his young men. Yeah. So, Coach, we're gonna we're gonna end it here. Okay. I want to thank you again for the opportunity. I want to thank your SID, Mr. Peabody, Mr. Peacock, um, for the opportunity as well. May I say his name wrong? Joshua, I apologize. Uh-huh. And um, it's crazy the way I'm gonna just tell you the story of how I even you all even caught my attention. Okay. Um, Rico was named the pitcher of the week the first time he was named in conference. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Well, let me see Savannah State because as a freshman at Jackson State, I had the opportunity to play against you all. Okay. You all went to me at. Okay. So I always knew about Savannah State. I knew about the win streak." you know, and everything. So I clicked on it and I started following Rico on Twitter. Okay. So each week I saw you all win a series. I said, okay, let me keep up with them. When are they going to be here to play in Atlanta? And when you all came to Morehouse and played at Gresham Park, I came to the the games that weekend and I made contact with Rico. Then I made contact with Jose and then one of your assistant coaches. Coach um, Bernicet. Yeah, I followed him on Twitter and we started communicating. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him like, hey, man, um, would y'all be interested in coming on the show to give some insight into y'all program and conference? And we've talked back and forth maybe for like the last two weeks. And then he brought up the idea and said, hey, man, I'm going to ask Coach Hardy if he want to come on. And I was like, that would be perfect. And, you know, I just – it all kind of worked out the way it was supposed to work out. And, Coach, I just thank you. Um, again, I what we're trying to do is just get as many people to – um, understand what's going on in HBCU baseball. Football gets all the hype, right. but baseball, we are the consistent ones. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, you sir. Know. And just continue what you're doing, Coach. We're going to try to give you as much exposure as we can, and we just, you know, hopefully this grows into a beautiful partnership for all of us. Oh, man, most definitely. So just- Appreciate your time, Ralph Geezy. Uh, is it Geezy or Geezy? Geezy, like, Geezy. like the rapper. Ralph Jeezy, appreciate yeah, Ralph Jeezy. Um, yeah. appreciate, uh, my assistant coaches, Jordan Bernasette, 
Robert Kraft and uh, Paul Grubesic, the job they're doing and uh, giving us an opportunity to come on here and speak about Savannah State and all the wonderful things going on here in Savannah State. Yeah, and, you know, I don't think many teams in the country can say that they've had their all of their weekend starters be named Conference Pitch of the Week. That That is true. Uh, I l- Let me say this uh, before we go. So there's been opportunities that our guys could have pitched complete games, but they're willing to sacrifice and, and put up some great numbers. Uh, they're willing to sacrifice for the betterment of the team uh, because we have bigger goals than than just trying to win conference games. And so – we have to keep building our bullpen depth. They have to get on the mound and pitch. And guys will make sacrifices to come out the game, and they haven't even reached a certain pitch count. Um, I, I had a young man who threw 60 pitches last week, and we took him out in the sixth inning. He could have pitched a complete game, given up one hit. Uh, but he understood that, you know, I was saying to myself, man, I could leave you in, and maybe you can compete for a conference pitch of the week. But he said, coach is bigger than that. Uh, wow. We're trying to become conference champions, and we understand if we're going to do that, then we need to continue to build the depth in our bullpen. So that sacrifice that the, that young man made, as well as other pitchers on our staff uh, and position players, um, is what I think is makes this a special group. All right. And before we go, Coach, is there anyone that you want to thank or anything you want to say about your program to everyone listening? Come out and support Savannah State Baseball. Follow us on the web. Um, follow me on Twitter. Follow our Twitter account, at State Savannah. Keep you updated, everything going on with Savannah State University and Savannah State Baseball. Yes, and and I, follow I Boys on the Hill podcast. I'll tell the people that. Follow that also because they'll let you know what's going on in black college baseball. And uh, we're a big fan of, of your podcast, and uh, hopefully you're a big fan of us. And we can, you know, build this relationship. Oh, yeah, Coach, most definitely, most definitely. And to everyone listening, we thank you. Go out and support Coach Hardy in Savannah State. Support HBCU baseball as a whole. No matter where you are, you don't have to be a graduate. Just go out and support. Thank you, Coach. Good luck today. Appreciate that win streak going. Get the 13 games. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 1-0 today. I got you, Coach. Appreciate you. My man. All right.